0: welcome to earthling talk with annie the earthling a warm space where we talk mindfulness spirituality life and the wonderful magical challenging experience that is being an earthling on this planet we call earth thank you for choosing my podcast and i hope you enjoy Welcome back, everyone, to the Earthling Talk podcast. I have Morgan here with me, and I'm so excited to chat to you. Welcome, Morgan.
1: Annie, thank you so much for having me, and I absolutely love the name of your show.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So firstly, if you could just tell us a bit about what you do, introduce yourself, and tell us how you got into it.
1: Absolutely, so I am a uh, relationship coach. I specialize in helping women release toxic relationship patterns which is mostly codependency and love addiction. And I've been doing this this work for a couple of years now. And I got into it because it was something that I struggled with for most of my life. Ever since I started dating when I was like 12 years old, it always was something that was very um, present in my life. I started out dating very toxic and abusive men even very early on in my life. And so once I figured out the reason behind that the root cause of why i had these relationship patterns i was able to begin my healing journey and once i overcame it and really mastered it i knew that it was really my life mission to share this with as many women as possible
0: yeah that's amazing and i think there's so so many of us that have experienced the same thing and I know that I'm still trying to get over my past relationship mm-hmm. traumas and I try so hard not to bring them into my relationship but it is yeah. hard <laughs> oh, but I absolutely. think absolutely I think that's so amazing that you've now made it your purpose to help other women because sometimes I feel like we forget about the traumas and we forget how much they're actually badly mm-hmm affecting our lives and our relationships I think we kind of sweep things under the carpet and don't realize how good things could be if we just kind of worked on it a little bit or stopped ignoring our issues oh, um,
1: absolutely.
0: yeah so I I am in a relationship now I was only single for probably about six months of my adult Mm -hmm. life (laughs) um I was previously in a six-year relationship um and the relationships are like completely opposite it's so Mm -hmm. it's so funny how like once we leave a partner we then like sometimes go searching for the opposite thing (laughs)
1: yes
0: um so firstly I wanted to talk to you maybe about friendships first so I just wanted to know just around when we should cut out a friend and how do we know whether it's our own issues that we're projecting onto them or whether it's actually an unhealthy friendship?
1: Mm, that's such a great question. and So when it comes to when we should cut out a friend, I think that it really depends on how we're feeling if it's detrimental to our well being if it's holding us back if we have nothing that's really uh, beneficial out of the relationship anymore. That's kind of when we know that it's time to let go. If you catch yourself saying, do I really want to be friends with this person anymore? It's it's different for everyone. And so we have to really ask ourselves, you know, what is this relationship bringing into my life? Is this relationship, is this friendship keeping me from moving forward? Is it keeping, is it holding me back in some type of way? Is this person respectful do they want the best for me do they love me and care about me Um, we have to ask ourselves these questions and just get really really curious because I think we we tend to hold on to relationships way past their expiration date and that's really just out of comfortability feeling bad and so we have to really just ask ourselves these questions of do I like myself when I'm around this person? Does this person bring me more joy and peace than they do uh, discomfort and chaos? And um, and how do we know if it's our traumas that we're projecting onto others is we get to look at, we have to really take our emotions out of the situation and we have to look at it logically and so when we notice that there's a fight going on say you get triggered by something that person does we have to look back and say okay am i getting triggered by something that they're saying or is this what's really going on and i think by having tough conversations i think a lot of times we we avoid tough conversations or like you said before we sweep things under the carpet and then they build up they build up they build up and if we can get ahead of those conversations and say, "Hey, this is how I'm perceiving this situation. Can you tell me is this something that you're perceiving in the same way?" And when we have those conversations, um, we can see if there's a miscommunication or if it's actually, you know, us projecting something onto them, or if they truly are just not great for our well-being. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think like as soon as you started talking, I sort of a few people came to mind. But I think I feel <laughs> yeah. like we I feel like we yeah. know when we need to cut someone out. But it's yeah, it's making that next step. And also I I don't know how to cut someone out gently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like yeah. with whilst also being honest, because I think like it's hard because I don't want to ghost someone. (laughs) I don't want to just disappear or just keep putting off plans or canceling plans. I feel like that's kind of disrespectful to the other person, but then sometimes I feel like being honest could be really harsh or could be really upsetting to them. And sometimes I think it's hard to be honest and like gracefully leaving a friendship. I just, I don't know how to do
1: it. <laughs> Absolutely. You're you're totally a hundred percent right about that. I mean, being honest in these situations is so difficult and it's so much easier to avoid, right? But then if we do that, then we're just going to continue to attract situations into our life that are difficult to communicate. And until we have those tough conversations and we are able to really face these obstacles head on. That's kind of how I believe that these things work. We're continued to be presented situations until we kind of like pass the test, so to say. And so when it comes, yeah, when it comes to letting go of a friendship gently, I've done it both ways of, um, I've, I've been projecting my stuff onto them and then I cut them out and then realized it was my stuff that I was projecting. And then I've also cut out a friend, um, where it truly was not serving my highest well being. And so how you kind of go about that is there's always a tasteful way to do it. And, um, you know, you can do this in person or over the phone, um, you know, what's comfortable and best for you, but saying something like, um, you know, if we're accusatory and saying, well, you do this, this, and this, and this is why I don't want to be friends with you anymore. That's going to give a lot of harsh energy. And so by saying, um, you know, I'm really feeling that this friendship is not, um, is not in, is not serving me in the way that I would like this friendship to serve me. I'm feeling like I'm moving a different direction and I feel like I no longer want to carry forward this connection. There's, there's that way you can kind of ease into it, but you're still being honest and yes, it's going to hurt the other person. And there may be some ill feelings there, but ultimately that person's going to end up appreciating you being honest versus you continuing to avoid them and lie to them, right? So maybe upfront, it will be painful for them and you, but ultimately you're going to feel like a weight is lifted off your chest and then eventually they will see the benefit of that as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes it can be more hurtful to sort of keep canceling plans because then they don't know what, what's what gone wrong and they can't sort of improve Yeah so I think it's it's so hard and to be trying and try to be trying to be honest like gently and trying to say this is how I'm feeling is sort of how I've tried to approach it now that I've evolved a little bit more but I have found that when I am honest and when I'm not so much like ending a friendship but just saying hey this is how I'm feeling about our friendship and these are the things that I feel like not could improve, but just basically saying this is, this is how I'm feeling and why Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. I have sometimes been met with just like being ghosted back a little bit and it makes me feel like, Oh, okay. So if I set these boundaries, then that means like, they're not okay with them. And then to Mm -hmm. me, it's just like, okay, great. Well that just shows that like the friendship was meant to kind of end there. And yeah, but I, I, I do sometimes feel like people aren't ready for the feedback even if you deliver it really gently and even if you put it even if you wrap it in a way that this is how how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it and not saying you did this you did that so I think being honest is really good because it can sort of show people's true colors or really show how important the
1: friendship is to
0: someone else when you are honest
1: yeah, absolutely. And having that integrity of just, um, you know, having that honesty, like if I would want someone to be honest with me, I have to act in that way because what we, we get, we attract who we're being, right? And so if we are being dishonest, if we're being avoidant, if we are, you know, beating around the bush, that's how we're going to start attracting people in situations as well. Mm.
0: Gosh, that makes me really want to just rethink everything I do because <laughs> it's so true. The energy that we put out is what we get back.
1: Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a long time to really be in alignment with that. You know, I said that I wanted XYZ. I wanted, you know, healthy friendships, a healthy relationship, but I also was not being the type of person that would have those things. So um really, once I had that realization, that's when I really started to, to act in integrity with with what I said that I wanted and started acting in alignment in that way as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, I I just go with the approach that I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So I just kind of dim down my feelings and just be like, yeah. oh, we'll just deal with it. And then in that energy, I guess I'm putting out there to the universe that my feelings aren't worthy Of Mm -hmm. being shared or being heard and yeah my sort of avoidance tactics and me not wanting to cause any conflict is in a way disrespecting myself and not allowing myself to just be honest and to accept that my
1: feelings are important as well. Yeah I think that we're taught from a very young age that we have to tiptoe around other people's feelings and that we have to put other people ahead of ourselves. I mean for myself I definitely know that Um, You know, putting others feelings and wants ahead of our own was was something to be praised and you were so humble if you did that but when we grow up and we recognize that we're, we're abandoning ourselves and our feelings and we're not being authentic then we're really just betraying ourselves. And that causes low self-esteem. It causes stress. It causes resentment. So if we're just upfront and honest and really just raw and real and authentic, then it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, I've, (laughs) I've said things, you know, on my social media that not everyone agrees with. And, but at the end of the day, it's, it is what it is. And those are the the right people will stick by you and the people that are not meant for you, they will go elsewhere. And then that kind of gives you a lot of mental space back. So you're really just um, in a better position that way, I believe.
0: Mm, Definitely. And that's so true about just being honest and true to yourself, because I think people like I know when someone is not being genuine and when people are trying to people, please, it can come across as quite fake And I really try to remind myself just to be completely honest because sometimes I get myself into situations Mm -hmm. by trying to people please or trying to tell people what they want to hear. And then later on, I'll be like, oh, no, that's not how I feel at all. And then I'll change my mind or cancel plans or things like that. And that's when people get frustrated and sort of see me in a negative light because I hadn't just stayed true to how I was feeling or what I wanted to do at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think that. People pleasing just does a disservice to you and, and the people around you as well. But I, oh, yeah. it's, it's so hard to say no sometimes. That's something I'm trying mm-hmm. to get better at. Sometimes I'm really yeah. great at it. And then sometimes I just go through stages and I'm like, yes, yes. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that.
1: Yep. <laughs> and then yeah, I, find- I definitely know what you mean. I definitely know what you mean. It's, it's such a practice to get out of. And, you know, even I find myself, even though I teach this, I'm human and I still find myself um, saying yes to to people or things that don't align with me or my boundaries are getting crossed and I don't say anything. And um, and it's it's just such a practice to get really good at and being okay with that rejection. Um, once you do speak your mind, that's the difficult thing. And I think that that's a lot of the reason why we hold back and we people please is because we're fearful of conflict and we're fe- fearful of that rejection that, that will possibly follow, you know, speaking up for ourselves and setting those boundaries.
0: Yeah, definitely. Lately, I've been feeling like, I'm doing a lot for other people and Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not getting anything back. And I try to tell Mm -hmm. myself, like, is that just my ego trying to keep count or is that my intuition saying, like, stop doing everything for everyone else and start, you know, start saying no to things. And I I get a little bit sort of torn in between. I'm like, is it my ego? Should I just be happy with doing things for other people without expecting things in return? Because I am a very giving person and I do, I do say yes a lot more than I should, but I'm like, am I keeping count or is that me trying, is that my mind or like my guides trying to tell me set a boundary?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that it comes down to like, when we are overdoing or over giving, we want to look at, is this causing resentment? Like, is my cup filled up enough to the point where I am capable of giving, to these other people, or I am capable of doing for other people. And when you start to, like, if you start to notice that there's not as much joy in it, and there's a little bit more resentment, that's, that's kind of how you can tell the difference. And then you can kind of shift yourself and be like, okay, I'm noticing that I need to fill my cup up first. And I maybe need to set some boundaries. And then once I feel really good and filled up, that's when I can start giving to others as well.
0: Yeah definitely I think I needed to hear that because that's so true because I can sometimes be happy with doing things for other people and it does bring Mm -hmm. me joy to be helpful but other times it doesn't and I think it's purely when I'm not taking care of myself or I don't feel like I have that good balance of being able to take care of myself so that definitely makes a lot of sense and actually has cleared some things up for me. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) Good. Yes. I mean, I'll
1: be the first to tell you, I used to be such a martyr. Like I, um, I would overdo and overgive and always be like, why doesn't anyone treat me well? And all this stuff. And once I realized that it all came down to like me setting boundaries and me putting myself first. And I was like, oh, I, I don't have to do this. You know, we're, we're kind of conditioned that we have to do these things. Mm-hmm. And then when we realize like we have a choice, it just, it, it takes so much pressure off. And then we're like, oh, well, I'm gonna do this when it feels good to, to give and do for someone else. But it, I have to feel okay first and not like I'm overextended or, you know, like my cup is empty.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think something I've heard before is like, take a day to say yes to commitments. And I, I really love that. But it's also so hard. If somebody invites you to something in person, you can't be like, okay, um, I'll get back to you in 24 hours.
1: <laughs> right? Like, let me just check in with myself <laughs> for the next 24 hours and then I'll let you know. Yeah, I <laughs> but know we can normalize but- that. <laughs>
0: I wish, I wish we, I wish that was easier to do that. I wish everyone was on the same page with that.
1: (laughs) I know my, um, a a couple months ago, I invited my boyfriend on a family trip with, with my family and immediately he said yes. And then like a week before the trip, he ended up telling me like, Hey, I'm not going to come because I just, you know, it's not what I need to be doing right now. I need to stay home and focus on work. And I was like, well, why didn't you just tell me that? In the first place and he's mm. like well I didn't want to disappoint you I'm like well now I'm even more disappointed
0: <laughs> yeah exactly that's <laughs> like know? what we were saying before if you're not truthful with yourself from the beginning and with others then it can cause more hurt down the track
1: <laughs> oh yeah exactly and so it's like it's fine like to just check in with yourself before you make a commitment and just say like I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this for a little bit and see if it aligns with me right now
0: yeah yeah I think that's what I need to get better at. And I need to get better at that being just my automated response to anything. Like if someone asks me to do anything, I'll be like, oh, just check. I'll have to check my calendar. I'll get
1: back to you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: How do we know if we're in a toxic relationship? Because my last relationship was extremely toxic and Mm -hmm. I think it was probably due to the fact that we needed to break up a lot sooner than we did and we're both great people but we just didn't mesh well and it just kept on getting worse and worse but I when I was single and my now boyfriend came into my life I didn't realize that I had feelings at first because or I didn't realize I knew that I liked him but I didn't know how much because I was really used to like this toxic intensity yeah. and I I was like, okay, well, this isn't like super intense. So I mustn't love him. And Mm -hmm. now looking back at that stage, when we first started dating, I'm like, oh my God, I did really like him. But for some reason, I just thought that that was normal. I thought that love meant intensity. It meant crazy, intense arguments, and then really intense love. But I think it was more of a codependency thing and I in my last relationship I was definitely in a different headspace and my mental health was a lot worse than it is now but I truly sometimes when we're fighting I truly thought how am I going to live my life without this person and it was just that crazy intensity and now in my relationship not that we fight often but if we do I don't go to that thought instantly like, Oh my God, am I going to lose him? What am I going to do with myself? It's more like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot more calm and I just know that it's going to be okay. And I guess that's, that's also around like learning how to break up with someone and going through my first proper breakup as an adult. So now I know what to expect, but I guess, how do we know if we're in a toxic relationship? Cause I had no idea until I was in this relate, my new relationship now. And I'm like, oh my God, that relation, that past relationship was so toxic. Yeah. Like how I didn't even know that it was possible to have a healthy relationship. I thought that
1: was normal. Right. And you know what? I wish I could write a strongly worded letter to the movie industry <laughs> because <laughs> I think that they, they just totally distort what real healthy love is what a real healthy relationship is it's not all this insane spark chemistry like toxic fighting and breaking up and then getting back together like it's it's not that at all that's extremely toxic and what that chemistry is that like hot crazy chaotic chemistry is that's really the subconscious recognizing that someone can hurt us in a way that we've been hurt before yeah and so when we start um When we start disliking the person that we're becoming is a really great indicator on how you know you're in a toxic relationship. If you are like our feelings are gonna be everything. If we're feeling, you know, if it's making us feel Crazier, it's causing so much stress, if it's, um, if it's really just causing us to be this person that we're not, if it's not causing us to be the best version of ourselves, then it's a pretty good indicator that it is toxic. If you find yourself being manipulated, if there is more um, chaos and turmoil, then there is joy. Um, you know, if obviously if there's emotional abuse, name calling, um, gaslighting, manipulation, that is a sign that it's toxic, but we really can just tell by the way that we feel inside the relationship. Do we feel like we're not good enough? Do we feel lonely? Do we feel um, do we feel like we are a problem all the time? Um, those are really good indicators just telling by your emotions. Okay, is this is this helping me become a better person, or is this really holding me back from being myself? I think a lot of the times we lose ourselves in relationships, and from the women that I work with, I mean, after being in such a toxic relationship, they don't know who they are. They can't trust themselves. They are in a constant, um, they have constant anxiety or depression um and so that's a really good indicator of how you can tell if you're in a toxic relationship just being able to say okay is this bringing more chaos and destruction or is there more joy and peace and is this helping me become a better person
0: yeah definitely and just on gaslighting and emotional abuse I didn't even realize that that was a thing when I was in my last relationship. And as yeah. soon as I heard someone say it and I was like, Oh, what's that? And looked it up. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> I, yeah, was gas- right? I was Gaslighted the whole relationship. And like, there was so much emotional abuse. And every time I had an emotion, it was, you're crazy. You're crazy. And yeah. I honestly convinced, well, I was convinced that I was crazy and then it just took me leaving that relationship to be like, Oh my God, I'm actually a normal human being with real emotions. I'm not crazy. And I I cannot stand it when people just instantly go, Oh yeah, she's crazy. She's crazy. I'm like, it's just emotions. And like having someone now that's emotionally mature and that can be yeah. in touch with his emotions is like I'm just like in awe.
1: <laughs> I know it's yeah, like what you had gone through. I mean, that is just so detrimental to our well being, and and all these women are like hearing from men, "You're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy," and it's just not fair. Mm. I mean, it, they and so many women are scared to speak up because they don't want to look crazy, and it's like you know, there's there's it, having feelings is normal having an expressing your wants and needs is normal. And somebody calling you crazy all the time is so incredibly hurtful. And it's like, do you really want to be with somebody like that? Yeah. And, it, um, you know, when I was getting cheated on all the time by one of my ex-boyfriends, they would always call me crazy when I suspected something. And then I never wanted to speak up because I never wanted to be called crazy. Yeah. And I feel you. Right. Right. And it's like, once we're in these healthy relationships, it's just, there's so much peace and safety that it's like, I would never be able to go back at this point. You know what I mean? Like any toxicity is no longer alluring. Um, it can be when we're, we're, you know, uh, turned on by that chaos and that familiarity of chaos and, and destruction, but after experiencing love joy peace and and really healing those core wounds that brought us to that place um the peace and the safety is just it's something that just is irreplaceable
0: yeah definitely and I think when I was in that past relationship I didn't know any better and I thought that that was Mm -hmm. that was all that we got I thought that was like that was a normal relationship and I told myself that in a relationship, it's normal to be paranoid constantly that your boyfriend is cheating on you Mm -hmm. to find messages and things like that. I, I told myself that that is what you get in every relationship. That is what every guy is like. And I kind of put, every man in a box and i was just was so shocked when i met my now partner because i was like no you've got to be lying about something like you've Mm -hmm. you've you've got to be hiding something and like even still now i just i do these little check-ins and it's completely my own projections but i say like are you faithful like you you're not messaging anyone else and i i fully Mm -hmm. know that he wouldn't because he is such a good person but it's like These just we need the things so. coming up, yeah, these patterns and coming up that I'm just like, oh, I'd like just needing that confirmation because yeah. I feel like I've always felt like it was normal and that's how a relationship is, just to be cheated on. And it's just yeah. this conditioning and especially with movies as well, like there's always, there's always a cheating scene or something going on yeah. and then they rekindle. But I guess I just thought that that was normal and I thought that I would never have anything better and I also think it was probably a a thought that I didn't deserve any better as well because I was always being told I was crazy I was like well crap if this relationship ends no one's gonna love me because I'm completely
1: insane (laughs) yeah no you're totally right and it's just it's it's really um when we've had these relationships our whole life We don't know any different. We don't know any better. And so, kind of once we get out of it, and you know, I wish somebody would have told me what trauma bonding was or gaslighting or just really making me recognize that I didn't have to put up with the abuse that I did. Like, it kind of seems from somebody who's never been through it, like, duh, of course you don't have to put up with it. But for those of us who have been in it, it's like, that's all we know. We don't know any different. And we think that that's, As good as it's going to get. Definitely.
0: Hi, guys. I am ending part one of the episode here. You can find Morgan on Instagram at the underscore Morgan Danielle, so you can book a free discovery call on her instagram if you are feeling called to have a session with her i highly recommend part two of this episode will be coming in the next few days so keep your ears and eyes out and i can't wait to chat with you again but before i go remember to take a big deep breath and a big breath out And one more because it felt so good remember to drop your shoulders unclench your jaw and relax that space between your eyebrows give your temples a little massage and give yourself a big hug i appreciate you thank you so much for listening if you feel cold please leave me a rating and review or recommend my podcast to a friend. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you back here in a few days for part two.